Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back once again to another fabulous and fun episode of Stories Around Azeroth. I am always as Pete Titans Creed Nethico, joined by the soon-to-be question mark mechanized gnome of Azeroth himself, the, the one, the only, Mr. Frasley Tastic. How are you today, sir? I am doing awesome. Uh, no, seriously, uh, good week? Oh, it's, it's, been, it's been a great week. Uh, except for the, all the work that went on and all the stuff at work, so game time was a little brought back a little bit, but I'm thinking, like, in-game in I'm working on Rust Bolt, I got my, my Mecha Spider, I'm trying to think of what else I From got. the quest? Uh, or did you get the yeah. drop? No, the, the, the quest, so I got the one on, on the quest, and I finally got the Gramophone, so I'm working on all the Mechanome stuff, trying to get farther up there. No new mountain drops, I don't think. But it's been a, other than that, it's been a it's been a good week. That's cool to hear. Very good to hear. Um, I'm okay. I mean, I've uh, I've just started a new job this week, so like my time in game has been massively reduced. But we've still found time to come and record at the usual time, live over on Twitch.tv/slash Project Phoenix Productions. Come and join us on Sundays. It is fun. Yes. Um, yeah. Otherwise, otherwise than that, it's been a fun week. What have you done other than uh, that in Azeroth this week, my friend? Like other games or just... In... No, no, just have you done anything else in the in this fabulous world of Warcraft? Looking at my notes, I, I have a whole, a whole bit. Oh, yes. So I, I ran Shadowfang Keep with a group on... Uh, on... Classic. Classic, yes, and our tank. This this is awesome. Our tank was named Bully Maze. <laughs> okay, and I actually ran to them on the Zeppelin before we were in the group, and I said, "Hey, do you have any uh, cleaning detergent for my daggers?" He gave me heavy sharpening stones. That's amazing. That's pretty cool. What are you leveling on Classic again? Please remind me. Um, I'm doing a gnome mage and a. Undead rogue. Sorry, the I, I the race was for, was forsaking my, my memory. <sighs> Some days, <laughs> Jesus Christ. How was Shadowfang Keep? How did you find uh, the classic version of it? It was really good. Like I I I was glad that I listened to to Ali's Dungeon Fables episode because I understood the lore better. We didn't die, so our group did. Well, no, I'm thinking dead mines. Dead mines, we didn't die. We did die a few times on shopping keep, but it's one of those. There's a few rooms you gotta pull the mobs in yes. from the other room, and our tank did not do that, so they didn't know that. So there are a few close calls. We also got to watch for patrols on shopping keep, and that was not ha happening right. So a few times, like, hey, we're bringing friends in. It's a party. Yeah, it gets a little bit tricky at times if you don't overlevel the dungeons, but. Yeah, no, I'm glad you had fun. What's what's next? Are you going to keep going? Razor, uh, is it uh, Razorfen Downs? And... I think that's that's the next one because I think that's the the thorny place, right? Yeah, the the one in front. Yeah, the two in the Barrens. Yeah, Crawl. That's the name I was thinking of. Yeah, or Razorfen Crawl. So I, I'm going to do that. Um, definitely going to work on my poisons as well. So I got to do that, and primarily I'm going to be working on like retail because i'm trying to get the Voldenai and the mechagon yes. reps so that way i can be ready for the two races because 
I will be leveling a, Vol a Volpure alt on the server with Leowild, and then I will be doing a Mechanome alt. Brasley won't yet be a Mechanome because they can't make the hair all bl beautiful blue. Yeah, I, I think there's a lot of changes to come with 8.3 just yet. Uh, and yeah, I mean, we'll go. We'll get into all the news and bits and pieces shortly. Uh, as I said, like <laughs> my, my um, yes, yes, that was the joke. I do, I do pun with the best of them, Mister Frasley. I need to give you a pun jar. Here you uh, go. Uh, no, no, the, the pun jar is yours and yours only. Think of all of the hamsters we could fund with your pun jar. Oh, that is right. Yes. And keep, and keep the uh, servers online for a lot of EA games. That's it. Oh. Yeah. Um, I haven't done much. As I said, I've been working. Uh, I haven't really done my mount runs except on my main, but I, I think I'm going to be trying to stream them at some point this week. That's going to be coming soon. Um... I've mostly been working on my last five level 110s and I've been leveling, I've been doing a little project to level them all together over the same, so they're all following the same quests. So they all started at 110 this week. They've all done about, I want to say four invasions at this point. Uh, we've all, they've all done the intro quest to Zaldazar, which was actually as their first point, a really bad idea. Um, because it turns out, uh, as Alliance, if you don't do the, the Voldoon one, you actually get phased but for a big elite away from quite a few people. And uh, if you've got the world quest or the invasion that's um, at the base, you know, with the rocket hop thing, yeah, you don't get that world quest option at all if you haven't unlocked the base and you've got access to Zaldazar. So, um, when we had the uh, Voldoon invasion this week, uh, all of my alts missed out on one uh, world quest. Uh, and um, so that was weird, but uh, they I've d basically done and flown around and done all of the chests on Kulteris as well with them. But I haven't really done anything else, so it's just literally been the invasions and like some of the war campaign. They've just hit 114 tonight. Managed to finish the last uh, invasion with about 10 minutes to spare on the characters, and they're all going to go do Voldoom next. Even though the next invasion, I think, on Zordzar is going to be Nazmir. Oh, I think it might be actually Zordzar next. Um, yeah, it's it's a fun little project. Um. It, it does make you want to rip your hair out doing the same quest over and over rather than um, spe a lot, rather than focusing on one character. Is, is there a reason that you're doing the same the same line in each instead of varying it up? Mostly to see how the XP going goes. Um, okay. It's, it's really bizarre because um, as part of the Drustvar invasion that was up tonight, um, there's one where you've got to cleanse the farm and the big mob you kill with your XP bonus for killing it you get 10,000 XP but my hunter got less than 10,000 whereas all the other all the other alts managed to get there it, it also is a way to find out what classes you, you're good at so far it, out of um, rogue hunter paladin 
Rogue, Rogue Hunter, Paladin, Mage, and Warlock. I really dislike the Rogue and the Mage. I am playing Fire on the Mage, though. And I'm playing the Pirate spec on the Rogue. So, maybe it might be something that I just switch up the the specs on those and I might enjoy it a little bit more. But I'm playing Destruction on the Warlock. I'm playing Beast Mastery on the uh, Hunter. And I'm playing Retribution on the Paladin. So, yeah, it's fine. It's another Paladin. But it's only because I've got my light forged at 120. And I just wanted to just get him done. Because then we can start doing... Oh my goodness. How many alts at 120 would that put me at? I've got two on Horde. I'm currently at eight on... Alliance plus another five, so I put me at 15 alts at 120. Once I get these five done, and you need, and how many do you need for the pizza that I'm going to give you? 18. Okay. And my next, my next level below that after I get these done is I do have a horde paladin at 110, but I can't be bothered to level that at the moment. Um, it will probably because now I get into the allied races part of things. And to level those up for heritages. And I think the next one I've got is a Dwarven Death Knight at 62. Which I want to try and get to 70 before Time Walking Week. And then I've got my known warrior at about 58. So I might spec the Death Knight blood and just do a load of uh, TBC dungeons. And then go into Time Walking TBC dungeons in a week and a bit when that rolls around. So, yeah, there's plans there to get stuff done. I'm, I, I'm thinking about a week I'll probably get these five to... Because I'm not going to have time to really go at it. Although I do have a day off tomorrow. So, I might see what I do. Watch this space. We'll talk about it more next week. Uh, the news! Yes. Lots and lots of news. Because just like Talias and Nevertel, when we record a video, it turns out that the news breaks on the next day. Instead of on a Thursday in a week. So, pretty much everything we said last week was massively outdated by the time it launched on Wednesday to the masses. But 8.3, you've probably talked about this in Frazzlecast and uh, all the other podcasts you've been on. So, you've probably got a lot more insight from everybody else you've talked to. So, we'll, we'll speed through it as much as we can. We'll start with the big one, which I'm sure Leo Wild and Chat is really happy about. New allied races, Volpira and Mechanome. Yes, which... I'm happy about the Volpira, and I, I love the Mechanomes. I just kind of wish the Mechanomes, like we said earlier, were a a customization of the gnomes. I that part is weird, and, I, and there there was a glitch. I know some PTR for Mechanomes. When you go to check out the leg customizations, yep. the camera, the gnomes, are, the Mechanomes are too short, so the camera doesn't actually show you the leg combinations. You're like, Amazing. I think I've seen that. So I I reported that to PTR. There's uh, apparently another bug with Mechanomes right now. Uh, if you make a Mechanome Hunter, you don't have the ability to tame mechanized animals at the moment, currently. Interesting. So, uh, yeah, that's definitely a bug. There's uh, lots of other things. A lot of people are really unhappy with the Mechanomes. Uh, it does feel like a bit of a cop-out in comparison to Volpira, even though, as we said ages ago, it uses the Goblin model. Uh, that's just recently got updated. We expected it. It's like the worst kept secret in the universe for Volpira. Um, it's a thing. Um, yeah. I'm really hoping. I'm really hoping, and this is my this is my thing that 
with the the fact that they've just put alliance and horde insignias on the side that they eventually just turn around and go you can make any race and you can align it to any faction yeah because i think with that how it's going especially with the story that we saw in 8.2.5 i think that we can definitely see that and i think it'll be interesting to see what story we get 8.3 to go with it I, I can see 8.3 not being as much story there because the story is focused on what we're getting what, what we'll get into in a second yeah but i could i could definitely see that because yep. someone said other than the pandaren you know what race it is just by the or what, what faction is by the race yeah absolutely and it would shake things up a bit especially for battlegrounds and that sort of thing but uh, there is a lot of data mine broadcast text. Uh, I'm not going to go through it because broadcast text specifically can be... It can be held out of context when it's not with the cutscene or the area that you're in. So it can be a little bit. There is a lot of information there. Um, there is some encrypted broadcast text to go with the allied race death knights which have been found. Yes, which is... I could see them doing that to just increase the the style because like a lot most races can be death knights. Like I, I could see them doing that, but it, it is interesting that they chose to go back and and add that in. Yeah, no, it's it's definitely interesting. It's something that everybody's wanted for a while. I think that's mostly because it puts allied races at fifty five and through classic content because not a lot of people enjoy going through classic content, even though they just dungeon run it. 90% wonder, of the time. I'm going to guess... Knowing this is Blizzard and sometimes their ideas of what fun is, I'm going to guess that if you have a Death Knight ally race, it will not work for the Heritage Armor. That they're going to be like, it's a no, special you can, version. You can definitely uh, unlock stuff for... Well, at least you can do it with Dwarves and Gnomes and Worgen. Well, yeah, well, because those main races, you just need it at 120 in the rep. Yeah. Allied races have the different rules, and I can see maybe for the allied races that there's something you're like, well, we're going to give you an allied race at a higher level, but we're not going to give you the armor. I'm, that's just my prediction for that. Or they'll make you go to 120 yeah. just to offset that. No, they, that would mean they've got to change the achievement data, and they won't do that. So. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's interesting. Some of the some of the combinations there. I mean, we haven't seen all of the allied races as death knights yet, but there's some curious ones like Lightforge Draenei as death knights. That's very very curious. So we'll see how it comes. Uh, I'm hoping if it does come, it means we'll get a revamp of the death knight starting zone, maybe over the broken shore. Ooh, that'd be cool. But I assume that it might have to do with. You know, a lot of the stuff we're seeing that may take us back to Northrend and everything else. And it really depends on where the story goes at the end of 8.3 and uh, Nihilotha, the Awakened City. Uh, some smaller bits as well. Uh, Guardian Druids Werebear Dance are getting a unique dance. Sorry, I said that really wrong. It's uh, apparently the uh, Herman Peewee dance. Ooh. Nice. Ah! Uh, it's a more American thing than it is anywhere else because we definitely didn't get that over in the UK or anything else. Yeah. My favorite one is he's looking into a, into a microscope and says, Ah, I can look at this. It tells that in the microscope, 
the the naked eye can't see. Oh, my eyes are naked. Ah! (laughs) You did not miss much. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, Island expeditions are apparently getting salvage boxes buyable with doubloons. These will be broken down by the island type. So anything that's available on that island uh, in its mixture will do it. It's a long time coming, but it just means that it's going to be essentially be the end of islands. There'll be no more updates after this patch. Makes sense, because I'm going to guess islands will be one of those things that we may see it come back again in the next one, or it may stop here. Because I, 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 I think they'll reuse the... Um, oh my goodness, I can't even remember the original word for the scenario. Yes, they'll, they'll reuse the scenario stuff down the line with something else. Um, we'll see, I guess. Uh, as long as when BFA ends, they uh, put in a legacy option for allow people to one man it outside of BFA content, because there's a very good chance that you might not be able to. And I'd hate to just go and try and bother a couple of people that aren't interested just so I can go farm islands. Well, and that would, that would be really disappointing because of all the all the things that can drop off of it. I mean, it would be nice if they just made it because there's a lot I of doubloons. Th- I think it has to be a post patch, like a 9.1 patch option, because otherwise there will be there there'll be some way to cheese islands for XP from like 90, uh, from 120 plus or. Uh, if there's a level switch or anything else. So I think that it'll have to be a 9.1 thing if it happens. Um, Heritage armor for goblins and wurgans will finally be an 8.3. Not sure if it's a good or bad, considering that we've had to wait the extra patch for it, but I'll be honest with you, they do not look good. Compare I it think... to dwarves, compare it to gnomes, compare it to... I don't want to even say tauren. Because uh, Tauren just feels like it's just a really shoddy version of the High Mountain Tauren. But compare it to the Blood Elf, compare it to the Allied Races, it, they really feel subpar. I think the the Worgen, the one, I don't like the shoulders, but I think everything else looks nice. I think the shoulders just make it look a little too gaudy, in my opinion. Uh, you're not wrong. Uh, and as chat is saying, Leo Wild is saying that aesthetics is subjective. It's absolutely subjective. But when you've got stuff like a, a specific armor set working on a Wurgen model in Heroes on Greymane, and this apparently being a royal, a royal guard garb, it's it does not look very good it doesn't look like it sits very well on the model it looks like it's designed for a human more than it is a worgen i can see that being intentional because the, the worgen aren't are 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 trying to fit into human clothing so i could see maybe that that being intentional design aesthetic i think it was it, just too difficult for them to work on something that looked good on both human and worgen and it not being able to transform between the forms to go with it. It's unfortunate, essentially. Well, I mean, for me, if, what I would do is I would just do like the Hulk, where like the, the human form's all nice, and the Hulk is like, Argh! and have like 
broken seams and stuff like that. You know what? That would actually be really cool. Um, thinking about it, but then it's just like with the way the transmog system works, it's you just be looking like a homeless bum around Stormwind. Oh, true. Or like the uh, how, how the undead look in their armor. Yeah, exactly. Um, the the biggest uh, bit of information I think that came from the eight point zero point three PTR was a, an unused Nashtar map, which looked very mm. interesting. It looked like it was going to have uh, Nazoth as part of 8.3 phased uh, towards the back area of Nastatar, which, on initial thoughts alone, I like the idea of because it means that we go back and use Nastatar more. Yes, because I would love to see us go back to some of these zones. And the fact that they brought it further into, into data shows that they might be waiting to use it for later on, because... Because uh, looking at it, like we were talking about, like the uh, the rate of Nihilotha, yeah. and we were hoping that what that maybe that they're going to show you the rate here and then like go back to it in the future. So I, I I I'm not I'm not against reusing zones as long as you get a, a modified zone because we're going to be getting re reused zones with the visions and the and stuff like that. Yeah. Um... I think it still looked like a very interesting video. Um, it's over. Uh, it was linked on Wowhead when it came up. I found it through YouTube specifically. Uh, Francis linked it in the live chat. I'll put it in the description on both YouTube and uh, for the podcast itself. I don't know. It, it, it's interesting. Um, my biggest concern is at this point, Nihilotha is just a raid instance. I personally would have liked another being able to explore and have it as like the daily quest, the world quest hub, and um, I don't know. Would it be good to actually explore Nihilotha? Like have another na like uh, Nashita thing, like it's open, available to wander around. I don't know. It looks very cool from what I've seen. Like the skybox for Nihilotha looks amazing. Yeah, and they can definitely do it because, like, they, they again, Siege of Orgrimmar is Orgrimmar, but just in an instance version. So they've done that before with different things. Yeah, my, my, my biggest problem is that with how the Skybox looks, when it comes to the raid, you'll literally, there'll be a small part where you'll be outside, and then you'll go inside and then deeper into the bowels of Nihilotha, and you won't get to see that amazing skybox and the buildings and everything else. Now, that, that, that's my that's my biggest regret at this point, is that we'll miss a lot of that aesthetic. And I yeah. like it. But speaking of that aesthetic, as you've mentioned already over the space of the cast, horrific visions, there'll be... Uh, I'm going to call them faceless invasions rather than horrific invasions, because I think it's just a better term for it. Uh, they'll be going in the now remade uh, Veil of Eternal Blossoms, and there is somewhere else they're going. Aldum. Yes, Aldum. Thank you very much. Two big uh, Titan facilities. So, it'll be interesting, uh, nonetheless, to see how it goes. There's so much content that it's looking like in 8.3 already in terms of the solo and the multiplayer progression, which is always good to see both. 
It does look like there's going to be a lot of endgame personal progression, which is something, again, we've touched on recently. Uh, but yeah. again, it falls into the form of Azerite specifically, because uh, the next piece will now go up to, I believe, 90 and beyond. It looks like we're getting a new... It looks like we're getting another minor slot, and it looks like we're getting a new major slot at about... That looks to be something closer to Concordance. So there'll be a, like a permanent... Uh, Heart of Azeroth to just keep going with. No, no one's... I mean, it seems to be the least reported on thing right now, which makes me think like it's not fully implemented on the PTR as yet. We'll definitely have some more information in... I think it's two weeks at BlizzCon, isn't it? At this point. Like, it, is it... I'm not sure what weekends it is. You, you know, you're off to Anaheim, aren't you? Yes, I'll, I'll be over in Anaheim. The... If the... BlizzCon starts on the 1st and ends on the 2nd. So it's two uh, two weekends, uh, three weekends away, essentially, from when yes. we're recording this. Two and a half by the time it goes live on the podcast. Um, I don't know. I, think we'll, I don't think we'll see another big uh, PTR patch between now and BlizzCon. I think there'll be a big info dump at blizzcon for the 8.3 and the expansion at this point where i see i see maybe the the smart move is getting this out of the way for blizzcon that way blizzcon's focus can be on this they can release the expansion in the in the opening ceremony then what's next can be 8.3 can like here's more details and then maybe a panel also on what's coming in the expansion no, no, yeah, no, I agree. It's, it's something I've said recently. Um, I can't remember if it was here or just on the internet in general. Um, I think the expansion will be a big, a big launch point in the opening ceremony, and they'll have a what's next, which is will be a big deep dive into eight point. They might just call it deep dive eight point three, and then I imagine they might just have a deep dive um, into the next expansion as a separate panel. We'll see. Um, uh, I think we'll have a patch live date. I don't expect the patch to be live until January at this point. Uh, mostly because we'll have the, the new classic uh, phase live, I believe, post BlizzCon before December. Because they want to. I think they want everything in that done before Christmas. And then have the Christmas break come back and do 8.3 in January. I think that's probably the best idea. Yeah, especially because we're we're going to be getting the anniversary event to finish off November. We're going to be getting one one week of of, of time walking in December, and they're and they're looking to add classic stuff. So I mean, there's there's plenty of content that they're adding already, yeah. and for the timing wise, they're they're not going to want to release eight point three too soon. Otherwise, we would get bored of it and be like, hey, where's the content? Well, Come on, got, Blizzard. Yeah, you've got to remember that eight point three has got to last a minimum of six to eight months yes now bearing in mind that a month before the expansion we'll probably get the pre-patch maybe about i think we're about six weeks before expansion launch we'll get the pre-patch with an event that'll last two to four weeks again you know and yeah, go ahead. and uh 8.3 is going to have that that cliffhanger i i don't see nazoth dying in 8.3 i kind of see it being like oh you think i'm dead well woo. Azura kind of did that already, and 
So the and, big uh, the big rumored ending that I've seen that I've seen about at this point is that because it's the first fully released, fully powered old god that we're actually fighting, like if you've had a look at the encounter journal so far, we're fighting the body and then we're fighting the soul, essentially. Um And it seems to be that people think that we're going to defeat Nazoth, but in defeating Nazoth, he kills us. All of us. And then that leads into whatever 9.0 is and everything else there's as we said earlier there's a lot of data in my broadcast text there's a lot of stuff which is seems to be spoken post nazoth that exists there so that seems to be the wildly rumored thing um i hope it's not the end of nazoth if it is the end of nazoth i hope it's not the end of maybe his death brings around the release of the other old gods i think i think ashara will play a part in the actual nazoth fight because as rumored her third death will bring around their coming a lot of people will think that now points to ashara since she's technically died during 8.2 it's there's a lot there there's a lot there to take in uh, we'll see as more information comes to us. We'll probably definitely see post uh, in a post BlizzCon world. But you know, a lot of things are pointing that if he kills us all, we're all raised by the return of Bolvar, and then also he's pointing to Northrend and the reawakening of the Lich King. You know, I, there was some crazy speculation that between the end of Warcraft three and Wrath of the Lich King, it was technically five years in in the game kind of timeline and then you know technically in terms of the game timeline it's been seven years since the the fall of the lich king until the next expansion i've seen the memes already of the break glass in case of emergency and there's a big lich king there it's been quite entertaining seeing all of that stuff surface because we had that back in legion where it was illidan instead i don't know there's a lot there's a lot of stuff that is there there's a lot of stuff that is coming rathian with legendary cloaks was a bit lol worthy when i first read it but you know it offers a bit of single player progression yeah it does seem with the legendary cloaks that you need to really power grind if you really want it uh, want it that badly you can tackle the horrific visions in the major cities as often as you want but to do that you need to go out and be doing the normal invasions to get an item there's a lot of secondary currencies from what i've seen um like stuff to improve the cloak stuff to get to go into buy the item to allow you to go into the horrific visions which seems to go up per the amount you do in a week and it might reset on the on the given weekly reset it's going to be really interesting um, to see how people go into 8.3 and what they choose to do 
uh, I know a lot of the part is going to be on the Azerite grind, to which point they've nerfed the Ross Bolt insignia that gives rep. Now, originally it was just meant for alts. That was the ideal thing was how it was meant for alts. But people have been stockpiling the insignia to just keep pushing through Paragon boxes for 8.3 and Blizzard have nerfed that on the PTR. So, um, I quite saw... I, it's quite funny because essentially it was the Method guys that were storing those up and someone from Method went, I don't want to do this. Blizzard, please change this. And he could call a snitch and everything else. It was, it was highly entertaining on the internet. But it seems Blizzard have taken steps to remove that already. So... I don't know, I'm getting to the point on my main to try and save up Paragon boxes ready for 8.3. I've got two done already. I just haven't been bothered to really do world quests at the moment and just do gold and rep items from the box, uh, from the mission table. I don't know, what do you think? Are you looking forward to 8.3 based on what we've seen so far? Absolutely. I, I'm looking forward to the progression stuff and the alts. Like, I like leveling alts, so I'm looking forward to that. I think it's nice to have something that can I that can scale, and especially with the with with the pricing that we got eight point two, point five. It's fun that that we are getting stuff that you can be single player or multiplayer. That's that's the one thing I'm not enjoying in classic at times having to group up with stuff. So it is nice and current. I can just go in if I want to solo the game. I mean, between current and classic is they are two very different pieces of a game. Yes. Um, I saw a very interesting video, I think literally today as I was catching up on YouTube, of current of classic raiding versus modern raiding. Uh, it was it was very much a very interesting video. It looked at all the pros and cons of everything. You know how you feel you get like more of a sense of adventure from traveling to the raid dungeons compared to going to the latest zone and flying towards the. Uh, the raid instance. Yeah. Uh, but the the mechanics in current raiding are more in depth, whereas in classic raiding, it felt more about the trash giving you problems before you got to the boss, and then once you dealt with the standard mechanics. Uh, it's, it's rinse and repeat with the occasional couple of bosses that are there to just throw you off like Geddon's Living Bomb was a good example of that um, otherwise like they talked about raid composition, raid sizes and 40 men you didn't really need all 40 people compared to like if you go look at Mythics 20 everybody has to pull their weight essentially until you over gear it and then you can just like let one or two people stack off and if you don't have 20 people, you've got, a, you've got an instance which bends to the will of how many people you have in it from 10 to 30. So it was it's quite an interesting video. If you do look it up on YouTube, it's literally classic versus, uh, classic versus retail rating. It does come from a very classic biased person, as they do play a lot of classic, they mention as such. But they try to look at it very evenly. So it's a good watch. Um... But definitely do recommend it since we're talking about classic and modern and how differences lie. But it's 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 a very it's a very different game 
because essentially just the multiplayer facet of classic is your dungeons and your raids whereas if you look at retail as it is now you've got your dungeons and your raids and dungeons they've tried to keep current with mythic plus you've got your islands for three player content and you can do those solo if you want there's lots more single player content which they tried to merge to with elite world quests to get you to do the multiplayer side of it as well it really at the end of the day the game is there are two different versions distinct versions of the game that are there available for people depending on how they want to play you know, yeah if you enjoy the classic you can go do classic if you enjoy the modern you can go do modern can do the stuff that you do i personally as i've said since day one i'm more of a modern man compared to classic basically because classic doesn't fit in with my plates my play style and the time i have to give to the game because the time i can as i said earlier like at the beginning of the show i can put two hours in i can level five alts and you know all get them progressed with an xp buff and everything else Whereas if I spent two hours on one character, I'd get a level, maybe two. So, I don't know. There's a lot there. Yeah. I definitely don't want to detract from either version of the game because it's um, uh, because it's good for both people. You know, for the yeah. people that dislike retail classics, there. For the people that dislike classic retails, there. For the people that like to play both, they're both there. It's good. I don't know. What do you think? I, I'm the same way that I, I think it's they're different. It feels like you're playing like a different, uh, different. Like if you, if you like groups and if you like running running people on a zeppelin and running into them later on, I think classic has more of that 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 feel. Whereas like in current retail, it's single player with a with a add-on slash pug group unless you're not unless it was a, a guild people are a little are at times a little bit more disposable in a mindset in cur current whereas in classic i'm gonna try my hand with somebody a, a little bit more i may i may remember how that person plays but i'm gonna try my hand with them i've never really thought as people as disposable in retail but i, I presume you mean in the terms of grouping up for world quests World quests, if if they're not up to your expectations in a dungeon, you can vote kick and then just have somebody else queue in. Whereas you worked harder to get that person in classic, so you, I think you're a little bit more forgiving sometimes. In, I think in, it, I think it's less that, and more how easy it is to replace somebody. Okay, yes. Uh, I think it's it's more if you kick somebody in. Deadminds probably isn't a good example in classic because there's lots of people in the the 15 to, not even the 15 the 30 to the 18 uh, level range because uh, it's been statistically mentioned that that is like the average level of a player and after about 18 to 20 is when like a casual player will probably stop playing because they don't have the time to put in um, but if you take Shadowfan Keep for example is a good example um if you were to remove somebody from the group uh they've got to leave but then you've got to have one of your party leave to then go to a city and 
look for somebody else. Step outside the instance and see if there's anybody that's in the area that wants to do the, the questing and everything else. So you've still got to make sure it's a dungeon in progress. And even if you do find someone, you've got to wait for the person who left for the city to arrive. You've got to hope that the person who was who has been kicked out of the party has you know disappeared from the dungeon. I think the auto timers in the game at that point in the game. I'm not 100% sure. I definitely remember versions of classic where that wasn't a thing and people could just sit in the dungeon and troll. Yes, I remember that and then nobody else could enter the instance because it was already at a five player max instance. I think I remember that now. Yes. Whereas, not in my current classic, but in vanilla. Yeah. Whereas in modern, you're literally, you can kick someone if they're AFK like at the beginning of the dungeon and then just like that essentially you'll get someone join a, a dungeon in progress yeah i remember i got kicked because i was not up to where everybody was one time i was running to where they were and the map you could see me moving but i got kicked because i wasn't exactly where they were i was like okay yeah i mean i'm not entirely sure how the American players look at things compared to European players, maybe Australian players at a push, because they're obviously on their oceanic servers as well. I've never really... Oh my god, I'm trying to remember the last time I even kicked somebody, let alone was kicked. Because normally when I play, like, I'm, I'm playing well, and you know, I just... I, I feel like... I, I don't understand... I can understand people who uh, join a queue and they're AFK for a queue. I don't understand the people who press yes, I'm here, I accept the dungeon queue popping, and then go AFK. That I yeah. don't understand. You're literally there. You know? You've dedicated the time to sit down and play. Like that, That's what I don't understand. Comes to classic, if a dungeon can take too long, if you've got people that don't have things that are going to play, people run out of time to play. They don't really necessarily know how long a dungeon will take, but, you know, when it comes to a dungeon, they'll try and push their time limit a little bit more, and then, you know, call it a day after that. But, who knows? I, I don't get it. It's, it's so fun. I never really considered a player expendable. That's at least what I've heard from some people that I've talked to in, in current, and I kind of feel that way, because, like, I don't even, I don't, I don't, I talk more in classic dungeons. I'm, I'm trying to talk more in current dungeons. Sometimes I don't talk to somebody, and I'm like, "Do I? Am I just treating it as if these other are robots?" I mean, it's it's kind of a mentality that I'm that I'm questioning on how, on how I treat it. I, I think the best way to do it is to not look at it like that. Uh, the minute you start having a mind frame like that, you unfortunately look at yourself and other players in that sort of mind frame, and that that alone is a big gaping problem. Just because you don't want to look at anybody like that, especially if you want to try and chat. The problem is, is that people just want to go in modern, and you know it really doesn't give you a time to chat other than just saying hello and everything else. Sometimes you get people that want to chat, but honestly, I generally find that with uh, Hekelion, I'm following a rotation, I'm doing good DPS if I'm in the right spec and I'm hitting the right buttons. And nobody generally is going to kick you if you're doing, you know, average to good DPS. Yeah, and, and you're right. I, I'm not trying to, like, in Final Fantasy XIV, get those commendations for my puns. I, I got commendations <laughs> for puns. 
often. Well, I, you know what? When it comes to Final Fantasy fourteen, I've had more commendations for just chatting in chat than I do for anything else. You know? Yeah. Well, that's just the way the game is. But I, we, we've we've massively gone from eight point three to classic versus uh, classic. I want I don't want to say classic versus modern, but classic and modern chat. You know? Yeah. It's as the length of the game goes on, and we see how classic develops and continues. I think the conversation will continue. You know? Yeah. But it'll be good. Um, Absolutely. I think the last thing to really chat about is the 15th anniversary collector's editions have pretty much all gone out. I got mine on Tuesday. No, Tuesday? Wednesday. Mine turned up on Wednesday. Mine showed up on... Mine was Tuesday because I know I was looking at the box and was like, this box is not one of the boxes I need for this migration. And I opened it up and it was definitely bigger than I expected. So bigger on the inside. And I I have not yet put together Ragnaros. Because I his, the Ragnaros is still sitting in Seraphim. So he's like the Lich King. I'm Ragnaros. And I am stuck in this box. Get See, me out of here. <laughs> I've taken mine out and it's sitting in the cupboard next to me. Uh, like right here. Uh, in my glass cabinet. And I've moved uh, like the mini... I can't remember what they're called. The the tiny but fierce characters. I've got my tiny Illidan and my tiny Lich King in there with it. Um, oh, nice. I've got my big my big collector's edition. Um, yeah, something like that. It's around that sort of size. Um, I've got my big like DC figure Lich King and uh, Illidan up there that I really want to get out. But I'm pretty much ran out of space for collectibles at this point of time so it's fun i hope everybody else that ordered it got one in the end and everything else um yeah but it's fun the art cards were a good i've got my alabaster mounts now i've got my 330 days of game time as well i didn't realize that was coming so that's pretty nice that alone you know and i have the uh the mouse pad but right now, I, I've got a gaming mat that I bought from last year's Bliss, BlizzCon sale, so I'll have That's to nice. decide if, if I And it, it's certainly well, but yeah, it's a nice nice map of... Uh, it's a nice map of, of Azeroth. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, the universe of Azeroth, I should say. Universe of Warcraft, the universe of Azeroth. What am I talking about? Um, I think we're going to call it there. Um, it's been a good episode. Uh, the talk on 8.3 will continue as 8.3 develops. Um, yes as we get more and more information it, it's really hard talking about current content while trying oh sorry upcoming content without trying to spoil too much while still talking about the relevant stuff which is why we didn't talk about the the broadcast uh, the yeah the data mind broadcast text because as i said it's very hard to discuss that without actually seeing it and who knows yeah. when it comes out Hopefully, I'll have a holiday day or something that, or a day off that I could just take, and I'll stream some of it. I'm sure, I'm sure Fraz will stream some stuff when the the patch is out as well. It's generally Absolutely. what we do because we can be found on our respective Twitch pages, which uh, I believe some of us will be doing when this podcast goes live, or when it's after after it's gone live, and after the actual uh, the edit comes out on Wednesday. So 
Yes. Mr. Frasley, around the internet, where can people find you? You can find me and all my podcasts at frasley.com, F-R-A-Z-L-E-Y. I'm on Twitter at FrazzleyTastic. And you can find my Twitch and all of my shenanigans like uh, Licking Feet at gnome.live. That took a dark turn. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Titans Creed. Uh, you can find my gaming Twitter, which is literally just for the streaming and the videos and everything else like this podcast. You can find over at Gaming Phoenix. You can find the vidcast of this podcast if you want to watch it in video form at youtube.com slash project phoenix productions you can find me live over on twitch at twitch.tv slash project phoenix productions thank you very much for joining us live ladies and gentlemen if you have or for watching the vod or for listening to the podcast when it comes out on its normal time on wednesday at 10 30 in the morning Ew, on a wednesday in uk time frasley will probably tell me what time that is in well, i could probably work it out actually uh Blah blah blah. Seven. Oh no, actually I can't work that out. I'll work it out and I'll have it I'll have it all that normal information. But thank you very much for joining us guys. Uh you'll find us um around on a Sunday at seven PM Eastern, I wanna say. Seven seven thirty PM Eastern. Now there will be at least two uh Sundays that I will have to there will migrate. Be, there stuff. will be a couple of differing days where we'll be recording late over blizzcon i imagine uh i might have to kick frasley to the curb for the post blizzcon show and um get some of the uh dps guys in i believe yes because i'll i'll be flying during, during that time so yes I'm, mr frasley I, 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 will be in the anaheim area over blizzcon yep and i as i told uh uh gin gin ah it's a little gin of more podcast if i don't get a ticket then i'll just be in the starbucks having a nice pumpkin cold brew and abusing some free Wi-Fi. Thank you very yeah. much for watching and or listening, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, you can join us on all the respective social media. Join us as 8.3 develops, guys. Uh, we'll talk to you very soon. And as Mr. Frasley likes to always tell us... Be awesome. If you can't be awesome, be a mechanome. That too. Or a, a, a Volpira. Thank you yes. very much, ladies and gentlemen. We will see you next time.